Aloha from Livestream.Travel. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz, and I'm reporting for Etober News and Hawaii News Online. Today we'll be joined by Pamala Taylor. Pamala Taylor works for Sun Island Hawaii, a DMC inbound operator to the state that has been around for 40-some years. Pamala's personal and professional experience is rich in all aspects of the travel industry. Her specialty lies in the history and cultural knowledge of Hawaii that can truly provide clients with the best guest experience before, during, and after their experience. Pamala will give us an insight on the current situation, on her thoughts about changes in tourism and in future tourism to our state. And we're going to ask her what she thinks about a unexpected spike in arrival on the first day the state opened again for tourism. So I think many in the tourism industry are quite excited. We almost had 6,000 visitors arriving on the very first day after the state was cut off from the rest of the world, literally uh, for seven months. Welcome, Pamala. Looking forward to speaking to you. Hi, good morning and aloha. We're joined today by Pamala. Pamala is with Sun Island um, Sun, Sun Island Tours or is it just Sun Island Pamala? I don't, I don't know exactly. It's Sun Island. It is Sun Island, Sun Island Hawaii. Sun Island Hawaii. And Sun Island Hawaii is an inbound operator at DMC here in Hawaii. They've been around for a long time. And, uh, we're, we're happy to report that it's a family-owned operated business that's been in operation for 41 years. Wow. 40. For 41, 41 years is a long time. So that's definitely, that's about when I started getting into the travel business. It was in 1978. So I guess that must mm -hmm. have been almost about the same time. Mm -hmm. and, and I know how old I am, and I'm old, you know. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're family owned and we're still family owned and been in operation. Yeah, and I know uh, Greg, I think, is one of the owners. Uh, and, and Greg is the owner. Greg is Greg is the owner. He it, And he still sits as the president and CEO of the company. And it was founded by his father, which is named Leon. Perfect. Yeah, and I know Greg for many years, so we're, we're all friends, and we're uh, in Hawaii. And what if it, if I uh, understand what you're doing correctly? Sun Island is a um, to-go operation. So if anyone is looking to book uh, hotels, like we're talking now about businesses, uh, travel businesses, tour operators, they can go to Sun Island Hawaii, and they get mm -hmm. all the contracts. And I've, these are usually special negotiated rates, net rates for hotels. I think you book tours and you do the whole thing. So instead of going, we do every. We are a we are a fully we are a fully functional hotel BMC operator. But we also do book packages. We can do we can control and operate your whole entire vacation, down to inter island flights. We do also do all trans we can customize packages for your vacation and we offer some very interesting and unique tours as well as excursions to give you the best experience out of hawaii 
Now, uh, our, our listeners and our readers, uh, for the most part, we cover a lot of travel industry professionals, and I'm sure everyone who's in organizing tours and buying tours knows what the DMC is, and I think that's what you're doing. But you also, we have a lot of uh, listeners also that are not in the travel business, but of course, they love to travel. That's our content. So do you, um, is your clients are exclusive though travel, uh, travel professionals, right? You don't really go to the consumers. Well, as, as, as it's funny as you say that we are in the modification now to be able to offer some concise and custom tour packages directly to the consumer. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyways, we're not really here to advertise here 100%, but I thought I'd reach out and, and I really appreciate your time um, because we have, as you all know, some major changes here in Hawaii. Yesterday, we reported um, about the technical aspect of the changes. So we talked about travel bubbles with uh, Hawaii and Japan uh, between uh, Hong Kong and Singapore. And mm -hmm. we, we talked to Ed uh, with a Hawaii-based company whose company invented the Wi-Fi system in Waikiki and has a solution what um, he thought was a lot better than the solution we have right now for tracking and tracing. Uh, so we're in this discussion and this morning, um, the, the news we had and everyone was kind of bracing and seeing what is happening the first day. Uh, so I, I have to say, I had to read it twice, um, that we had more than 10,000 arrivals, including 6,500 some tourists yesterday on the first day this state opened for tourists from the u.s mainland to mm -hmm. arrive without having mm -hmm. to go into the two-week quarantine if they have a test before now this mm -hmm. is a number i didn't expect did you expect this these numbers on the first day honestly i'm present i'm pleasantly surprised we at sun islands have been looking at this and have been monitoring it and we have been open and have been navigating all throughout COVID-19. At this state, I first of all want to praise our state and local officials and government and the healthcare professionals in the state of Hawaii who have worked tirelessly to try to organize a plan to bring us back on top of the fact that they have kept us safe as above and beyond as possible here in Hawaii name. With 10,000 deaths coming in, as we all know, as those of us who are tracking um, COVID-19 and the pandemic and how it affects destinations all over the world, the data of the incoming traffic now that Hawaii has, has said aloha and welina, which means welcome back. The thing that we, we have to be mindful of as these numbers come in day by day is, is that we won't get data as far as biking or anything for two to 14 days out. I praise them and, and we're trying to act as cautiously as possible as far as welcoming people back to Hawaii. As well, we, we advise everybody, please check in with the Hawaii Tourism website. There are websites, there are supports, Do the, utilize the tools, utilize the travel ban, do your testing, get the notifications as well as what we we have. We have, we have compiled two separate packages that we can make available to you as well as far as information and websites to advise and guide our, um, our incoming guests 
to enjoy their vacation safely and healthy? Yeah, that, of course, is, is the big question. Um, but when you uh, understand that Hawaii was closed for literally almost seven months, we're going through this crisis here. And I have to uh, echo exactly what you're saying. When I'm, I've had many conversations with uh, our mayor Caldwell here in Honolulu, and I have to say um, we're operating a, a program. It's called Heroes.Travel. Um, and I know many of our listeners and readers know it, Heroes.Travel. And if there's anyone I hope who's going to get nominated for the Heroes, it's, uh, it's our mayor. I think he has been I um, totally working. agree tireless. He has not put um, any interest in front of everything. He made logical decisions. The good thing, he's not up for re-election, so that, of course, any politicians is um, something what takes the pressure away. Uh, but I think we are safe um, because of good leadership. And mm-hmm. now, now, with reopening, um, it, it has to be done in a way so everyone can actually make sure this is a long-term approach. Our industry has suffered greatly. Uh, And this is not only the people who are directly involved in travel like yourself, uh, but also people indirectly involved because the entire state of Hawaii is directly and indirectly um, part of the travel and tourism industry. That's all we have. It's travel, tourism, there's military, and there's a little bit of agriculture and fishing. And, and the rest of the industry is really not significant. So if the, if the tourism industry suffers, um, everyone can get pneumonia. And, mm-hmm. um, and I lived here for 32 years or 35 years now. And I have to say, and I live right across from Alamoana Shopping Center, what's our largest shopping center here in the South Pacific. And really, I, sometimes I feel like I have tears in my eyes when I go through the shopping center and see how depressing it was and no how it, it was literally a ghost town and still is. Well, the reality is, is that in, in listening to the experts and all of the marketing analysts who have been tracking the economic of impact of COVID-19 on Hawaii, the bottom line and the reality is, is that this is not going to be an overnight recovery process. They estimate to get back to any form of economic normalcy that Hawaii had had prior to COVID-19, just literally pulling the, the, the proverbial rug from under us, it's going to take two to four years. We had just thought, we had just started, Hawaii tourism had just started its prosperous stage of tourism when this sudden crash hit us March 15th, 2020. Looking forward right now, we need to focus on, as these guests coming in, supporting local tour, uh, supporting the local tour vendors, supporting the local businesses, taking a part responsibly, taking, being a part of and taking responsibility into enjoying culture of Hawaii Nei. These are the things that we need to to focus on to heal in our our industry, which is a cultural anchored lifeline to the existence of the Hawaiian Islands. And and I'm I'm so glad you say this. And we have been talking before this crisis uh, became reality about over-tourism. We have been talking about protecting our environment 
mm. what we are talking about and Hawaii is quite good in implementing um, so, some of these uh, concerns. We've been mm. talking about tourism is just sand and sea and we should add more to it. How mm. do you see the future now? Because we're going to be faced with this crisis for years to come. Mm. Social distancing, wearing a mask, uh, washing your hands, and all these things are reality. We, we, mm -hmm. um, how, how do you see this future? Maybe we can kind of divide this question, one in an area like Waikiki, where we are in a dense area, um, what mm -hmm. is an area of fun and excitement. But then we have beautiful areas outside Waikiki, here on our mm -hmm. island here on Oahu, we have the North Shore, um, mm -hmm. on in Maui, in Kauai, on the Big Island, uh, in Lanai, there, there are many areas where you can actually observe the social distancing quite a bit easier. Mm -hmm. what, what changes do you foresee? We have so many big hotels. Can would, would they be able to continue being operating the way they have been operating? I think that there is going to be a modification where one of the things that I think that is that is going to come as far as tourism here in Hawaii is is that I'm going to see something that is very expensive. I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but if you watched the NBA finals and the NBA, you know, championship, they literally gave a conceptual idea of where I see the direction of Hawaii going. One of the cultural anchors in the that is represented here or the cultural beliefs is something that's called lalima. Lalima means to cooperate, help, to help each other, to offer kokua, assistance to each other. These concepts can transcend in the hotel industry where they create equal, especially in Waikiki, when a place like Hilton Hawaiian Village, which is considered a cornerstone property and is one of the oldest and most exuberant properties that is offered in Waikiki. Open your space up, allow the opportunity to have local businesses create a total atmosphere inside that, that property where people can come, enjoy themselves. One of the, one of the wonderful aspects about Waikiki Oahu period is, is that all beaches are public, which means that you have egress to get to any beach that you want here on White in Waikiki. We can utilize that in an advantage to keep people healthy and safe. Just be responsible on the, on the beach. Social distancing. If you're not in the water, wear a mask. Be responsible. This is the wonderful place where things like this can happen. Hawaii itself is considered the mother of hospitality. I think that we have the opportunity right now to show the world how to open, safely, practice good keeper, and keep our ohana, which is the world, safe and healthy. I know, and this was very, very well said, and and, 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 and echoed the, I think the next two weeks are critical um, because yes. usually after two weeks, you can see where this goes. You'll to. start getting the data in. Uh, we, will, we will notice by then as, as, as here in Hawaii, when he, we were locked down in the beginning for 
30 plus days solid from March 15th to mid April. When it came around, we started noticing the spiking and what have you when Memorial Day came out and what have you. And we've learned, we have adapted and adjusted. Not only Kirk Caldwell, we must praise our Lieutenant Governor, Dr. Josh Green. He has had excellent concepts in how to control volume right. and, and how to enjoy control large gatherings. Moving forward with that, that's where, which was already in discussion, actually, I, I, I like to wound it back, was ecotourism. Ecotourism was a discussion that was already on the table prior to COVID-19. Making tours and excursions eco-friendly, enjoying the mountains, being taught how to safely hike, to safely enjoy all the scenic beauty that Hawaii has to offer. And these are tours and excursions that can happen safely with social distancing, with proper guidance, the way that we handle food, the way that we handle the restaurant industry, which the uh, Pacific Rim um, industry has greatly suffered. They're going to have to reinvent the wheel. One of the cornerstone tours here right now that is being looked at of how it can be considered a more safe is what we call the shrimp truck tours. North Shore is famous for its, 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 its shrimp trunk lines. Something like that has to be, even though it's under idyllic situations, it technically is in theory a, a powder keg waiting to happen with COVID-19. How can we modify these things to be eco-friendly as well as humanity-friendly? These are the things that you're going to see Hawaii excel at within these next coming months, which is going to be the mapping board to the world as they open up their borders for tourism. No, and I, I agree with you here too. Now, when you look at the initial numbers uh, we're getting in this morning with 6,800 tourist arrivals out of 10,000 people arriving in the state yesterday. And we don't know what the number is today. And how does this reflect when you look at the bookings that you have on the books right now, if demand, is this uh, kind of matching these numbers? Or do you think it's just a one-day spike because we opened and everyone is just trying to find a way to get on the plane and come out here? Or is this something what was planned? Because I know your bookings must be uh, probably a little bit different because the sporadic on your bookings is probably not that much the case because you deal mostly with industry professionals and, and they mm -hmm. have plans and mm -hmm. and guidelines. How, how, how does it look at Sun Island right now when you when oh, you look at your uh, books? Well, what is so unique about Sun Island is, 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 is what you probably are aware of, that we were, our, even though we sell Hawaii and only Hawaii, we sit on the Hawaii Tourism Board as the European representative. We predominantly bring close to 70 to 80% of the Europeans here. Their borders are still closed to us. So in theory right now, extracting Europe out of the situation and now embracing and opening up to the American market, we have, we have been very fortunate to realize that in the actuality, 
we've seen an increase of American bookings and American tour operators and travel agencies reaching out to us to secure for Thanksgiving and the holidays. We're very optimistic about that. Um, it is a positive thing to see Americans travel as long as they're willing to follow the rules and, and no couple, not only couple, which means don't follow what is, do right, do, do not what is not prohibited. That's what we, we are selling. So we're very optimistic that we will have a, a small bounce back towards the end of the year that will hopefully carry us over when Europe is allowed to come. Oh, that's uh, that's wonderful news. And about 30% of our listeners and readers here are from Europe. And I know mm -hmm. in, if you look at the recent number in, um, uh, in uh, I think there's another call coming in. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you like Livestream.Travel and would you like to have your own 30 to 60 second spot in our podcast series? Yes, you can do this. The costs start from just $100. Contact us, go to Livestream.Travel and click on contact and we'll be happy to talk to you. Thank you for your support. Okay, Pamela, we talked, uh, uh, you mentioned Europe, and Europe, of course, is a very important uh, market also for us as listeners. Um, I can tell you our number one country in listeners in Europe is the United Kingdom. Number two is Germany. And uh, as you all know, we have a German language edition. So those that don't know this, just go to etrobernews.de instead of .com. And you find our German edition. And the third largest readership we have is actually in Italy. Even though Italians, uh, it's, we don't publish in Italian, but we have a really loyal readership in, in Italy. And I know these are all specifically Germany, are all core markets for Sun Island. Mm -hmm. um, when, when you go back in, in the Hawaii tourism promotion in Europe, I think the... Um, a PR representation, I don't know if it's still Avia reps in Munich, but Hawaii always has taken uh, some positive approach to attract European visitors, even though it's a it's a long haul to come here. Right now, I know it's, it's not really realistic because our borders between the US and uh, most European countries are closed, even though I know there are exceptions. Yesterday, I had a call from uh, someone in Romania who had a German passport and uh, she knew me. He said, can I come to Hawaii? Um, and I did some research and yes, from Romania, you can actually come to the United States. So there are, uh, there's, it's in Romania. And also when I did my research, it was um, another country, Serbia. Um, mm -hmm. And she was actually, um, she was someone I know, I met here in Hawaii. She was here in Hawaii before she, that's why mm -hmm. she wanted to come back. And she's now flying from Romania to Turkey and on Turkish Airlines. And then she's taking Turkish Airlines to Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. she was asking me about the uh, procedure, how to get from Los Angeles to Honolulu. And I told her she should maybe plan to have a couple of days in California so she can get the test. Uh, before mm -hmm. coming to Honolulu. So there are some openings, but uh, how important is the European market for Hawaii? Um, it, depends on who you, it, it depends on who you ask, honestly. Predominantly from the outside looking in, it, it appears that in actuality that 
Hawaii, Hawaii does cater to the Asian market. But unfortunately, but unfortunately, in the reality of the sense, Europe is very essential to Hawaii tourism for, for what I like to say is three things. Number one, they come here for the cultural experience. They, they, they come for, they come for the, how, how do you put this in English? Because I can think of it in Hawaiian, but I can't think of it in English. Right. But they, it's, Europeans, they just bring a different quality of presence here. They're very affluent. They're very studious. They're very culturally oriented. And they're very socially responsible coming to the United States, coming to Hawaii in particular. They care about the environment. They care about the history. They care about the beauty. And they are some of the most responsible world travelers. So, yeah, and they bring their culture and they're so personable. They just bring a level of joy and happiness. And we miss our Europeans greatly. No, that's so nice to say. And uh, and I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm German, as you know. I lived in Hawaii for thirty some years, mm. but you're, you're still German, and you still, still understand the culture. And exactly what you're saying, European are more sensitive when it comes to culture and to explore a destination besides from just going to the beach. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and it leads to something else. Europeans also stay a lot longer. When you look at the vacation in Germany, for example, there is. I think a mandatory six weeks vacation. My sister mm -hmm. who works for the city of Dusseldorf, she has almost three months vacation. So, there, and this is the paid vacation. So there's a lot more time for people to travel. And mm -hmm. I know only even in the social life, if someone is unemployed in Germany, the government uh, finds it essential to pay people to go on a vacation, maybe not necessarily to Hawaii, but to go on some kind of a vacation. Yeah. It's a, it's it's like the if you're homeless, you not only get your homeless money, but you also get vacation money. So I know how important this is. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and, and I know this very, very well, because in actuality, my grandmother is German and Russian. And she was um, born in, and she was born. Oh, she was born in Russia, but she was raised in Germany. Wow. And so, like I said, people don't understand. And it was what is, it was the wonderful thing that attracted me to this to this company that I work for, which is Sun Islands, is because Sun Islands cares about the Europeans and bringing them here and having and making sure that the European has an amazing experience and a fruitful experience there because they bring life and vibrancy when they come. It's yeah. not all, for them, it's, for, for Europeans, it's not all about shopping or, you know, or shop, shopping or glitz and stuff like that. They want to go on the hikes. They want to do the catamaran and cruises. They want to see the historical aspects. They want to go to Mauna Kea. They want to go to Haleakala. They no, want to enjoy it. And that's, and when you got somebody who's coming here because they enjoy and love the, to experience the islands, 
that's who you want constantly coming because they are going to be the best caretakers coming here. So hurry up, Europeans. Come back. We miss you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have one last last thing, or maybe two more things where I can maybe touch. You've been really such a great guest here, and I, I learned so much from you. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, we have been discussing on rebuilding.travel um, over the last few months about a different type of tourism. We have discussed uh, domestic tourism, regional tourism, what is kind of really very difficult for um, for an island like us where you can go 40 miles and you're on the other side. So that doesn't really count for us. But we have been talking about long-stay tourism. I know we had a guest from Barbados on one of our show and it's saying mm -hmm. we're focusing now on guests that are coming here, either people that in retirement, they wanted to enjoy the retirement. So we extended our visa from three months, I believe it was, to a year. Mm -hmm. Thailand has been saying this. So, mm -hmm. And then others are saying we want people that work from home, from the computer, that don't have to sit at home and want to go someplace nice where they have a beach, to come here for a few months and work from, from a hotel. Mm -hmm. And we work with hotels that have excellent internet access and other access. Wouldn't that be an interesting trend for Hawaii uh, to look at the more longer stays? Well, funny you should say that because if you actually do your research through Hawaii tourism, that has actually kind of been in existence here in Hawaii for the better part of close to 20 years. We, that has been extended. It's, it's extended. We have what is called, we call the Canadians were the ones who pretty much saw that. They, the Canadians tend to spend their whole entire winter here. And I, I, I know for a fact that it's on, a, on an average, you have at least close to 10,000 Canadians who come to the Hawaiian Islands and they stay in, a, in an excess close to four to six months. And they do that. And, you know, they, they own timeshares here or they do extended rental properties here and they spend their winters here. That's why the nickname is, they're called the snowbirds. Usually around this time of this year, and this is another impact that has affected Hawaii because Canada's borders are still closer. But usually this is the time of the year that the Canadians come and they usually stay here until March and April. No, and, and, and there's a, probably a whole new business opportunity because we have, so, and I may be on the wrong path, but we have so many hotel rooms, especially here in Waikiki. Mm -hmm. And uh, that may be an opportunity for some of the hotels uh, to say, okay, let's let's uh, rethink this a little bit, depending how business goes. Now we had 10,000 people coming in one day. If every day we have 10,000 people, we don't may not need to have this discussion. Um, but if, if these numbers are down, these are opportunities to have people stay longer. And that's mm -hmm. the same, uh, that means with less less people arriving, uh, you can still maybe keep the numbers up to a point where it makes sense. But, uh, and it's the same with the meeting and incentive industry. Of course, meetings and the convention center is going to be very hard to operate under these circumstances. So mm -hmm. how, how do you think the meeting business altogether, we have so many beautiful meeting spaces, we have weddings, we have um, we have corporate meetings, we have small incentive meetings. Where, where do you see this going? Well, uh, you know, I just like you, a lot of it, I follow on the news and I talk to my vendors. They are very informative as far as this idea where they've had to come up with ingenious ways. I know that one of our um, wedding planners, 
basically had to come up with a whole new thing where they set up and where they had to modify their system. They had to get into bed with a a a web designer and um and an IT specialist and they came up with a concept of creating virtual weddings, setting up virtual weddings for 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 guests. So the guest flies here and you know, because of COVID restrictions or what have you, they can't have a large gathering. Yeah. They set up small intimate venues for them and and they use their, their IT side to make sure that it can be broadcast via Zoom teams or what have you and it has to, to manage the whole aspect. And they they go through the process of sending out, you know, at you know, um, items to the, wet, the, the to the attendees to make them feel so that they get the same experience, even like pieces of wedding cake, and they do all of these fantastic things. They have to like you know you have to reinvent the wheel. I think that what's going to happen is is that where you're going as far as new business ventures coming out, that you're going to you're going to see businesses joining forces to survive in tourism here. So under under certain circumstances, you may have a tour operator who hooks up with another tour operator to, you know, help each other to survive. You you come up with modified tours, you know. You know, this this one tour doesn't offer trans, but my tour offers trans. We'll come in, pool our resources together, we cover each other, you know, we cover whatever we need. That's what's going to end up happening. That's the, the direction that's going to go. It's very much like what you said, Jurgen, as far as the um, hotel accommodations. I can see hotels blocking part of their inventory out for ex- to attract extended stay residents. You know? I, and I, it, it, it is going to have to be that way because because like like you said the first two weeks are going to be critical what happened because they also hotels also have to be here in hawaii proper um capable of quarantining guests if they test positive while they're here so so that whole extended resident process it's going to exist it's going to come to fruition i think you're on to something great there no, and, and uh, I think we're all learning. Uh, when when we talked to uh, Shireen, uh, the CEO of the Seychelles Tourism Board, what well, is very similar of an island size like Oahu, but less people. And, and she was saying, we have an entire hotel complex only for COVID, possible COVID positive people. So instead of uh, not everyone who's COVID possible has to go to positive, I mean, has to go to a hospital. So if they are tested for COVID positive, they are required to move to a hotel in isolation, but at least they still have a good time. They still can go to the beach, they can isolate themselves, their bungalows. So I think everyone has to be very creative uh, in the process and learn. That is amazing. I, I hope to see something like that happen here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all need to learn, and we're very excited with our Rebuilding.Travel platform, and we're inviting you and everyone else who is not on the platform to join. There's no, no charge. It's just excellent discussion with tourism professionals. 
around the world. And uh, so we can all learn from each other. And that is that is so important. But uh, uh, Pamela, I really appreciate your time. This was a, an amazing insight you gave us. And uh, I hope we can have you back on one of our podcasts very soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, last but not least, what is most important is um, give me the website. So when people want to learn more about Sun Island, where would they go? As of right now, they, they can go to www.sunislandshawaii. That's sun as in the sun in the sky, islands with an S, Hawaii, all spelled out, dot com. We have some basic information um, on there about uh, about what it is. We are in the process of updating as we get updates. You can always send a an inquiry out to us at support at sunislandshawaii.com. And one of our destination experts, most likely me, <laughs> will, <laughs> will reach out to you and help you create whatever the trans whatever it takes to bring people to Hawaii, we're transforming destination experiences every day, and we would love to do it for you. Pamela, this was wonderful, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. You can go to Ala Moana now. We're going to meet people. You're going to have a few more people at Waikiki Beach. So we're, we're getting back here, but stay safe. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, intend, I intend to spend my weekend hiking in Manoa Falls. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I don't, I don't blame you. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Aloha, Pamela, and mahalo Aloha for oe. our show. Take care. Thank you for listening to another edition from Livestream.Travel. We will be back with more updates from eTurbo News soon. If you have any questions or you'd like to be featured in one of our upcoming editions, simply go to livestream.travel and click on contact. For more information on the Travel News Group, publisher of eTurbo News, Hawaii News Online, Travel Wire News, and many others, go to travelnewsgroup.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back soon. <music>